you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer with big design small budget here's your host betsy helmuth hi everybody thanks for joining me so this week we have a guest Gabby Moskowitz. Gabby is an author, a blogger, a TV producer, and she focuses on food. So I can't wait to hear a little bit more about her. And she definitely has a budget point of view. So I want to hear more about that too. Gabby, welcome to Big Design Small Budget. Hi, it's great to be here. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you focus on. Sure. So um, I started kind of everything with um, my food blog, which is called um, Broke Ass Gourmet. And it's all about high quality, low cost food. So all the recipes are broken down by cost and they never exceed $20 for the whole thing. So the idea is you can eat really well um, if you cook for yourself. And um, even if you're so broke that you only have 20 bucks in your checking account, you can still buy... um, food for a really great meal. And, you know, my thinking is, is simple techniques, simple ingredients, um, result in high quality, low cost food. Well, and that really overlaps with what we do on big design, small budget, and at my firm, affordable interior design, because you Mm -hmm. don't want people to think that it was low end. You don't want it to taste bad, but at the same time, you don't have to spend a lot. There's a lot of ways, especially in this day and age, where you can get that high-end result, that gourmet result, without mm-hmm. spending the kind of money that maybe you would have had to 15, 20 years ago. There's just so many options on the market. Absolutely. Um, what are some of your favorite kind of food deals, something that you would think you have to spend a lot of money on, but you don't? Um, well, let's see. I mean, I, I think that uh, so much of what gets in the way of people cooking and feeling good about cooking is their own fear and their own beliefs about, um, and I know that you deal with this uh, in your with with people who are coming to you. Also, people have so many fears about what they can actually do, and so for for me, like I find that once you conquer just a handful of those things, you can really start to make amazing stuff with with simple ingredients because cooking is not hard. I know that a lot of people think it is, and and. It can seem hard, and I love food TV, but if you watch 
Top Chef or if you watch Chopped or any of those shows, it's easy to feel like, wow, I don't think I can cook anything unless I have a fancy equipment and, you know, I went to culinary school and, and have all this, you know, these you know expensive ingredients. And what I find is that once people figure out a few things, um, I would say number one would be um, learning, if you're a meat eater, learning how to like roast a chicken. Um, roasting, a ch- you know, a roasted chicken can go so far because there's, there's the meat itself, which is delicious. There's the leftovers because unless you're feeding a big crowd, most people don't eat a whole roasted chicken. Um, and then there's the bones, which you can turn into stock. And that can seem really um, maybe a, a little overwhelming for someone who doesn't feel like they know what they're doing. But my goal is to help them wrap their head and hands and heart around the idea of roasting a chicken and then turning it into stock. And then it, it's the gift that keeps giving. I would say another one would be um, uh, working with yeast. Um, I wrote a book about pizza dough and all the different things you can make out of pizza dough that aren't just pizza. And you can also make them out of store-bought pizza dough, which is really cheap. Um, but I think that uh, there's so many products that, that you might that you might buy that you can actually make at home. Um, bread, certainly anything yeasted is one of them. Um, another one would be um, things like jam. If you have aging fruit in your fridge or freezer... Uh, and you just don't think that you're going to eat it before it turns into mold, then um, put it in a pot with a little bit of sugar and maybe some lemon juice and let it cook for a long time and turn it into jam. Um, there hold are on, so hold many- on. How long does that actually take? I do have some fruit. I have blueberries on the edge, and I have a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but that – how long does creating jam take? Let's it keep really it real. It does not take that long. So, for, okay, so – if you wanted to make a ton of jam and you wanted to sterilize the jars and seal them in boiling water and do that for a bunch of people, that's one thing. That takes a while. If you have a couple pints of blueberries and you want to turn them into jam that you're going to keep in your fridge and eat over the next couple of months, it does not take a long time. You could even, you could have jam, you could have something that's that's like usable as jam um, with some sugar, blueberries, and I would do a little lemon juice by cooking it in a pot for about an hour. It will get thick and syrupy and you it won't be shelf stable, but if you keep it in your fridge, it's fine. Right. These I think that like this is that's a perfect example of, of like most people don't know that you can do that. But 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 I want I want people to feel like they have a, like a little bit of of, of insight to the sort of hacks and tricks behind making your grocery stretch. Um, my blog was really inspired by when I was in my 20s and I was um, teaching kindergarten and I was making no money. And um, I live in San Francisco, where, which I think was just recently rated like the single most expensive place in America to live. Um, and it's it's insane. Uh and I was, I was, you know, barely surviving on very little money. And I learned how to make my groceries stretch, how to, I mean, like, I'm not broke anymore, but I still think like a broke 24 year old in terms of, oh, like I bought carrots at the farmer's market. Um, you got to go at the end of the farmer's market, by the way, that's a little hint. If you go at the end, that's when they're trying to get rid of everything. And you can sometimes get really great deals. But so. here's my question about that. 
Yeah. Because I always go at the end of the farmer's market and not because I'm trying to get great deals just because I can't get me and my kids out of the house on time. But how do you get that great deal? Like, do you, do they change the sign or? Sometimes they do. I mean, you can't, you can't like march up to a farmer and demand a discount. But what I find is when you go towards the end, um, a lot of times, you know, they're starting to pack stuff up. They're realizing they don't want to take everything with them uh, back to the, to their warehouse or their farm or to their next farmer's market. They, they're, you know, because because produce doesn't last in bins for that long. Um, and so often uh, you'll, you'll find farmers tucking extra stuff in your bag or they'll put stuff on discount toward the end. They'll just, they will change the signs, like you said. Um, I find sometimes if you're really loyal and you go back to the same farmers over and over again, they get to know you. And, you know, I've, I've got this uh, fig guy that I buy figs from regularly. And, you know, he sees me coming and he puts an extra couple figs in the bag because I'm a good customer. Um, last call Gabby, they call you. <laughs> that's right. Last call Gabby. <laughs> Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Here Take some your figs. figs and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um so, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But then um, but then also really, I just I just find that uh, they're eager to get rid of their stuff. And, and sometimes you can even negotiate. You can say, tell you what, you know, if 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 a if a bunch of kale is a dollar fifty and I see, you know, a lingering four bunches of kale, I might say, um, what if I give you three fifty for for you know these last for these last four? And that is bold, bold. Well, you know, and then they might say, make it four, and you've got a deal. And uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes uh, they're just happy. They're just happy to get rid of it. So you know, because when it's come down, when it's the end of their wares, and it's down to twenty five cents, a dollar here or there, and I'm a good loyal customer, it's often mutually beneficial. Um, and then I always tip. That's the other thing. Hold on. You have to tip at the farmer's market? You don't have to. You don't have to. I have never heard of that before in my life. Well, I, you definitely don't have to, but, um, I like to, um, especially if they're giving me a good deal, I like to, uh, make sure everyone feels taken care of. So, you know, and it's not, you don't have to tip a lot, but I'll, I'll say like, why don't you keep, why don't you keep the change? That kind of thing. Oh, Interesting, interesting. Yes. I, I've been doing this for a long time. It's all part of my big, um, uh, you know, plan to emotionally manipulate people into giving me free figs and kale and radishes. Well, if that's working for you, I mean, I go to the farmer's market head down, not making eye contact, dragging my children, being like, what's still left on the shelves? Um, yeah, tail between my legs, grab a few apples and go. So that's uh, my farmer's market experience. But I think I should get some cojones. Well, for sure, get some cojones, but also, I know this is true, I have the luxury of going, you know, maybe with my husband, who I just make schlep stuff uh, behind me, but um, uh, normally, you know, I'm not going with with children, but uh, my favorite thing to do, and depending on how old your kids are, this could even be like a, a kid activity, I like to play a game with myself where I take out, like, you know, I take $20 in small bills with me. And the plan is, I'm not spending more than the 20 bucks. And um, you got to do a full lap. 
of the farmer's market. I like to go to small ones because it can get overwhelming if it's a big one. But full lap. And you just look at where the fruit looks, the fruit and vegetables look the freshest, um, where um, the prices are most doable. And you find sort of the best of both um, worlds. And then you make your purchases. And it's so easy to make impulse purchases at the farmer's market, you know. But I find that for my money, I tend to do better um picking up things like eggs and cheese and meat at Trader Joe's or, or even, you know, stuff that's on sale at Whole Foods. Um, so I try to just do fruits and vegetables at the farmer's market, um, all uh, with the cash that I brought. And, you know, you could give a few dollars to your kids and, you know, give them, it would be a fun budgeting exercise, maybe give them, yeah. you know, tell, we need, we need kale, apples, um, lemons and, and tangerines. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually think that's a great idea, even though that stuff is not around here. Um, it's obvious <laughs> you're calling from California. Um, but I think that's a great idea, especially because my kids are super picky eaters. So uh-huh. if I gave them some money and set them loose, I mean, I think it's even something I could do in the grocery store just because soon yeah. we're coming up on the season where there is no market anymore. Mm -hmm. at least around here. So I love that idea of them taking ownership of like $5 to find produce that they would eat. And then, you know, they would get really excited about my peaches. That is really good. Um, Speaking of great tips, something that I just want to know personally. So I'm very intimidated by cooking. I feel really in my element with design, really in my element with writing or different things like that, but so uncomfortable in the kitchen. Yes. But recently, as I call them in my house, we've been doing box meals. Mm. So we've been trying out different companies like Blue Apron and Plated and HelloFresh. But I've been finding that now that I'm getting kind of good, I must say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of tools I should have. Like, what are three uh, of your favorite budget kitchen tools that I really need? Because you'd mentioned like on Chopped, you see all these fancy things. And I do feel intimidated by those as well. And I don't uh-huh. have a lot of storage space. So budget kitchen tools, what would you think? Yeah, you know what? I actually have a list. Have you, are, are you familiar with um, List, BJ Novak's app? No. Oh, well, first of all, it's so fun. It's so great. Um, I did a list on, it's, it's basically like, if in, it's like Instagram or Twitter, but for your list. So I make all kinds of lists on it, sometimes recipes. You would do fantastic design stuff. It, you should definitely sign up. Um, but I did a list of like the best budget cookware and there's a whole list that you can check out of a whole bunch of stuff. But, um, the, I would say the three things that come to mind, um, both for on a, for, if you're on a budget and, um, and if you're, uh, if for people who are like me and live in a small apartment and don't have a ton of space, um, these are, these are great things. So, uh, my favorite budget knife set, which uh, knife knives are the number one most important thing uh, for kitchen success. Because if your knives are dull, or if your knives are not the right size or hard to work with, then you're gonna um, you're gonna be bummed out. You're not gonna have the kind of experience that you want to have. And Cuisinart makes a set of these colorful knives. They, they have um, ceramic coated ones and just regular metal ones that are a little cheaper and they're very brightly colored 
And um, so that I have a question. Do you splurge on the ceramic ones or do you have the metal ones? And do you ever put them in a block or not? Uh, Well, yes, um, you could definitely put them in a block. I mean, I I don't keep the covers on them uh, day, you know, on a regular basis. I I just I keep them in my block. Um, But they're uh, the ceramic. The difference is maybe twelve dollars. So I would splurge on the ceramic ones. because they'll last a little longer. They're a little better made. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. So the regular ones are $20. They're $19.99 on Amazon. And the ceramic ones look a little bit more expensive. They're about $36. For a but set of six? For a set of knives. For, yes, no, 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 knives. no, no. That is crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> um, it now, is before ab- we get to more of your crazy deals... Let's take a quick commercial break, and then I want to hear your next two budget items. And while we take this commercial break, I'm going to get on Amazon and seriously buy myself some more knives. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back with more tips from Gabby. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. So we are back with Gabby, and she just finished telling us about her awesome Cuisinart ceramic knife set, which I bought for $36. It's all happening, people. It's all happening. So there are going to be two more budget items that you are going to share with us. I can't wait to hear. Yes. Okay. So the next one um, is a set of mixing bowls. And I have a particular one that I love, and that is the um, the Pyrex Smart Essentials 8-piece mixing bowl set. And it's 32 bucks. And um, the thing that I love about it is that it's, so first of all, it's four bowls. They're all um, different sizes. Um, So they're great. It's great for mixing. If you're making cookie dough or you're mixing up a salad or you're tossing pasta, you can use it for, use use these bowls for anything. They're also um, nice enough to use to serve. And the best part, and they're also oven proof, which is great. So you can, you can pop them in the oven. Um, but the best part is that they come with lids. They come with plastic or not plastic, come with rubberized lids that you can use to cover the food. So um, after you, you know, serve the pasta and there's, you know, a third of it left, uh, you can just pop the lid on top and stick it in the fridge. Or if you're bringing it to a party or picnic, you can just cover it with a lid. And it's so great. I've had my set for years. Um, I use them all the time and it's just, it's fantastic. Highly recommended. 
Well, that is one I already own. So I completely agree with you. I am winning at life right now. I asked for it for my wedding. Oh, amazing. And you are totally right. In fact, I just put peas in there from last night's dinner. I served it in there and I just popped the lid on and there we go. Perfect. You didn't have to do that dish. Love it. That's right. So what is your third (laughs) amazing item? So my third amazing item, and this is something that I only discovered really a few years ago, um, but everyone should have one. Um, And that is the Lodge 12 inch or really any size, depending on what you're looking for, cast iron pan. Um, and it's twenty eight fifty. Um, very it varies. You know, you can find them for different prices on Amazon. Or cast iron pans last forever, so you could probably get one for you know ten or twelve dollars at a garage sale or you know on eBay. Um, okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for these great tips. I love it. And um, is there any final word of wisdom you'd love to leave with our listeners who are budget fans? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, um, yeah, a couple things. So when you're when you're grocery shopping, there you know all the stuff about looking for sales. Um, you know, try to shop seasonally, but also do the bulk of your shopping on the outside aisles of the grocery store. That is a fun trick that I have learned over the years. That is where the cheapest and healthiest stuff is. That's where the generally in most most grocery stores, some, some are designed differently, but generally. The produce, the bulk bins, which are your friend, whether you're looking for a lot of something or a little of something, there's no reason to buy a big bag of almonds if all you need is a quarter cup for a recipe. So the bulk bins are great. Um, And then things like the dairy, the eggs, the meat, the fish, that is where you're going to find the best deals. The things like the things that that uh, really put your grocery bill over the top are things in the middle like. Um, processed foods, frozen foods, um, you know, crackers, cookies, things like things that are not super healthy and also things that are not, um, that are, that are, that that can be really, um, either made at home for cheaper or just really are upsold in the grocery store. So those, um, those, that's one of my favorite tips. And then really the main thing that I just want people to know is not to be afraid of cooking. It's so much better for you, for your for your wallet, for your waistline, um, and just for your general happiness, I think, to cook dinner um, rather than order out and, you know, um, and, and cook breakfast and lunch while you're at it. Oh, gosh. Um, slow down. <laughs> but really, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be hard. I have some really simple, straightforward recipes on my website. Um, and there are just, there's so much great food content out there. So start, start with, find a recipe that's straightforward and simple that you love. It, I mean, um, I'm not a fan of long-term use of the box meals, but I do think that things like Blue Apron are a great way to like, like sort of how you have, have been doing, uh, you know, dip your toe in the pool of, of, uh, culinary experimentation. And then you get really good with, with a meal, you cook it a few times. Um, and then I think, then you, you start, uh, start trying new stuff and don't Are be you afraid. Saying I have to wean myself off the box meals. I'm just saying now that you have maybe, let's say you've made, you know, um, Japanese pork chops using the box meals four times, maybe you could just keep the little recipe card that they give you and um, go to the grocery store and pick up oh, that stuff. Slow down. 
Order you have the internet. You, you baby can order steps, <laughs> baby steps. Um, and and then maybe let's say it comes with like a bed of arugula. Yeah. Um, maybe you try baby spinach. Maybe you try shaved cabbage. I mean, these are the kinds of steps that people should take. Try switching up one thing, and what you'll find after you've switched up a few things based on your personal tastes and your desire to experiment you'll find that you know more about cooking than you think you do. It's all about bravery, the willingness to try things, and um, just if, as long as you keep it simple, simple ingredients, simple techniques, the results are going to be good. You're not going to mess it up. And where can we find your favorite simple ingredients and tips? You have lots of different books and blogs. Tell us. Sure. How yes. can we find so, you? Um, yeah, well, I, so I've got a, a couple of books. Um on Amazon. Uh, if you just look my name up, there's one called Pizza Dough and one called The Broke Ass Gourmet Cookbook. I've also got um, tons of recipes on uh, my website, brokeassgourmet.com. And this year I have a book coming out called Hot Mess Kitchen. Um, I co-wrote it with my friend Miranda. Mindy Kaling wrote the intro. She wrote a fantastic intro. And it's all about um, cooking at various stages in your life. Um, even if things aren't going right. And the recipes are straightforward, very simple, very easy, um, and with ingredients that you can find at your local grocery store for not a lot of money. I love that angle. Thanks. Yeah. Hot mess, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today, Gabby. It was really illuminating. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Until next Tuesday, bye. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.